Well, continuing along with our culinary and cocktail uh, tour of Italy uh, and Greece, uh, Malta is uh, is just in a couple of days. But of course, we are in the beautiful uh, Greek um, uh, celebration of the culture, and we have uh, had a lovely time uh, working our way through some wonderful Greek wines, the Assyrtiko, the Motravagana. We had a lovely time getting to know those great varietals and the, the stories that they tell uh, in Greek uh, culture. We had made our way yesterday through some spectacular craft beers by our new best friend uh, over there at the uh, uh, the Mykonos Brewing Company. But of course, fellow foodies, when you come to Greece, you must pay homage to the national spirit. And of course, what is that? Uzo! It's Uzo! And when you think Greece and when you think Uzo, of course, you only have one place to go, and that is to the Coronas Distillery. And we are here right now with the master distiller, family man, Giannis Coronas is here! So, uh, did anybody give you a warning about our group before this big Mercedes-Benz coach bus pulled up in front of this wonderfully historic building? None at all. No one. No one. <laughs> it was a surprise. I cannot categorize you in the, you know, visitors that they come every day. No, it's not you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, uh, I heard that you and your family, so you were how many generations into this story? So, I'm the fifth generation. Uh, we started in 1869 and we have a continuous function from that year till today. This year we have a celebration of 150 years of existence and of course Uzo is the number one drink in the production. 150 years old, you don't look a day over 145. But what does it take to start this distilling story 150 years ago? Uh, and do it with, with this um, salute to the tradition of Greece. 150 years later, you're still doing it. You're still leading the pack. What does it say about your process, about your product, about your culture here that makes this brand as relevant today as it was when the product came through its very first still? There is a, a, some evolution, of course, from the beginning till today. But the 150 years, it's something that shows that quality is the strong root eh, for us. And this is the philosophy. We keep the quality high eh, in our products. So we, we wish to continue for more than 150 years uh, um, uh, well, with this, with this crowd and our, uh, and our uh, uh, future generations or our families, we will do our best to keep you in business for another 150 years. But Uzo is the center of what you do right here. You distill multiple spirits, but Uzo really is uh, what you are known for. Now, there's a funny story, a common story about what Uzo means. I mean, how did Uzo as a spirit get its name? It's a funny story because the word Uzo, I know that story from my grandfather, which he knew it from his grandfather. So it was a story around 1860 when the Uzo, as we drink it today, it was that kind. Eh? And uh, some distillers that they were producing, Tsipuro, the other one with the grapes, eh? they started to add anise inside the kettle with the grapes. Yeah. It was a new idea, a new version. And a lot of that drink was exported, especially to Marseille, South France. Sure. Eh? They used to write on the boxes that were loading on the ships to go from Greece to France, to Marseille, the Latin verb, uso, masalia, and that means use it for Marseille, destination Marseille. The locals in the ports, in the Greek ports, eh, that were having their cafe and their uso behind the port, they knew what was inside those boxes. They couldn't read in Latin, English, or something else, but they were able to, to read those three letters, U-S-O, 
Uzo. And gradually, one by one, started to ask for a glass of Uzo. <laughs> That's simple. And there it is. <laughs> yes. So uh, when you think about uh, classic American spirits like bourbon, for example, the United States government has, of course, what a surprise, certain regulatory uh, requirements for uh, a spirit to be called a bourbon. It has to have at least 51% corn. Uh, learning from the tour today, I uh, learned that there was a little bit uh, of a similarity. The, the Greek government has some regulations over what ouzo must be at the end of the product when it comes to percentages of ingredients. Talk about that. Exactly. There is a minimum of uh, alcoholic percentage that must be not under 38%. Eh? The, of course, to call your drink ouzo, the distillery must be inside Greece. Eh? And here we produce only the highest quality, that is the ouzo that you can read on the label, 100% made by distillation. And that means that all that ouzo has been produced in the kettle, in the distill machine, using seeds and herbs, and we don't have aromatics added. Uh, you can see in every ouzo, you can see that phrase in the label, and then you know that it's the, the highest quality, and then it depends of the recipe and if you like the taste of every ouzo. And let's get into a little bit into that recipe. Of course, anise is that anchor experience that you get from an ouzo. It's that wonderful black licorice uh, kind of feel, kind of expression that you say works particularly well in the front end of the evening to prepare your palate uh, for a wonderful meal. So anise is really leading that experience. But what are some of the other herbs that you teased us about uh, inside? I know uh, yeah. there's a couple of things that you're keeping close, exactly. family sacred, but we're going to break them down here today. Yeah. So what else uh, other than anise is in this yeah. wonderful... Uh, Wonderful beverage. I showed you some, I showed you some, but <laughs> you see, you see sometimes a small ingredient gives a big difference. So after the anise, we can use fennel, star anise, mm. coriander, mm. Uh, cardamom, ginger, masticha from Hios, eh? that, that special and rare resin. Uh, actually, that is the difference, the recipe in every producer. Uh, the base is the same, and then every producer has a different idea, how to make his uzo better and use something... Uh, now, what specifically are you using in your uzo? I mean, how are you making it better? I mean, what, I, want a, I want a breakdown. Giannis, I mean, we're, we're friends by now. He's looking at the rest of... Oh, okay. oh his uh, staff over here is saying, don't do it, Giannis! Don't do it! It's proprietary! We are living in Nafplio, in the region of Argolida. Our region, it's the most famous region in Greece in production of oranges, mandarins, mm. lemons. So... I can tell you that, and then it's, I finish. We're, okay, we're getting closer. We, we maybe, maybe, maybe use some skin of fruits to give a, a different character. Oh, oh he's, he's getting softer. He's getting softer. He's becoming a little bit more malleable. Don't push me more. Uh, anyway, uh, I just want to make sure everybody uh, that, that listens to this show, and if you've been listening to me run my mouth for 10 years, my condolences, but I, I have to keep going because the content is so rich. When you are thinking about Uzo, please look at the label like Yana said. And again, what should a label of Uzo say to guarantee that this is the best of the best? 100% by distillation or 100% distilled. Great. If you're looking for wonderful, life-changing ouzo, mastica, uh, siporo, another uh, a great uh, historic spirit here uh, on Greece, some cherry brandy okay, we brandy. even tried today, Coronas Distillery with a K, Coronas Distillery. Ask for it by name. Now, I know you're uh, all the rage here in Greece, but what is it going to take to get distribution over to the United States and specifically, honest, to Arizona? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're working on that. And okay. uh, hopefully in the next years, you will see our products there. Eh? Coronas Distillery. Yannis is here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, Thank you so much you, for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank Cheers. You. Or yamas, as we say. Yamas. Yamas.